At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon, along with Wes Reynolds. Nick Kenyon and Triv McKenzie are at the controls. Karina Howe and Rob Moreno support from down below as we get ready to take you through golf betting conversation for the next hour. And ladies and gentlemen, congratulations are in order for the second time in three weeks for my partner, Wes Reynolds, as he cashes in on John Rahm at 22 to one to win the memorial nice job Wes thank you Brady and yeah you know you think it's going to be easy when a guy has an eight shot lead going on to the back nine on Sunday but anybody that knows that bets golf futures regularly goes knows it's never easy it's never over and it wasn't over in fact John Rama had his lead trimmed to three nobody really caught him he kind of came back to the field but Fortunately, we were able to get there. It's actually a five-shot lead uh, through the uh, 16th hole, but he had that two-stroke penalty uh, with uh, the ball being moved as he was addressing it out of the rough. He ended up holding the chip shot. So, uh, you know, we, we got there at least, uh, nine under par, and uh, John Rom now emerges as the new number one player in the world. He went into the weekend as the adjusted odds favorite, and it really manifested on the back nine on Saturday. He was trailing Tony Finau by four shots. He made four birdies in a row, and the next thing you know, it was an eight-shot swing as he led Finau by four and then ultimately went into Sunday with a five-shot advantage. Yeah, he did. Uh, uh, Tony Finau, we mentioned that might be a little bit of a buy sign, the fact that he was able to go home and uh, set the course record on his home course in Park City, Utah, came out and played great. He was the 18-hole leader and the 36-hole co-leader, but fell apart a little on the weekend. Uh, nice top five for Jason Day. Uh, back-to-back, uh, I believe, top 10 is the first time he's done that in 18 months. So uh, he was another one of our tips that were kind of up there. Uh, Danny Willett was up there as well, but fell apart, had a uh, bad round uh, over, uh, I think he was might have shot an 81, if I recall, on Sunday or an 82. So he fell back. But uh, uh, good job uh, by John Rom to now get to number one in the world, first time uh since 1986, uh, first Spaniard to do it since Seve Ballesteros. And then uh, Ryan Palmer and Mac Hughes get the two non-exempt spots of guys that weren't already exempt. So they get in the U.S. Open at Wingfoot come September. And then uh, making a note here, and it's on our graphic that people can see, Matthew Fitzpatrick, uh, only player to break 70 on Sunday, also did that in Orlando earlier this year at the Bay Hill or the Honor Palmer Invitational, rather. And that was very windy conditions on Sunday. So maybe make a note for Matt Fitzpatrick, especially at somewhere like the U.S. Open. I know that course is a little bit long and he's not a real 
big bomber off the tee, but in difficult setups, Matt Fitzpatrick is going to be a guy that you're going to want to look at. I agree with you wholeheartedly. He was uh, my closest contender. I had him at 80 to one to win the Memorial. Uh, just put together that round a little bit uh, too little, too late. Ches Reeve was my other guy that was in the mix and ended up shooting 79 on Sunday in real tough conditions back in Ohio. I loved watching the event. It's really one of the best non-majors on the entire tour schedule. Um, but the players came out, including Matthew Fitzpatrick, and and congratulated Jack Nicholas for giving them a real challenge and making it exciting and uh, thought-provoking. It was one of the best tournaments we've seen all season, Wes, and it was a nice change from the birdie fest, the 25 under par stuff. Yeah, I totally agree with you, Brady. Spot on in the fact that, uh, look, the pins on Sunday were really tough, and I know Jack was part of the CBS coverage on Saturday for the third round, and he said, well, somebody may come from the back and shoot 65 tomorrow. And then I saw those pin placements uh, early Saturday evening for the final round on Sunday. And I was like, nobody's shooting 65 tomorrow. Basically, uh, John Rahm with that four-shot lead going into Sunday. No one was going to chase him down, but he could come back to the field. It's like nobody else can win, but he can lose. And that's the position Rom found himself in on Sunday. This is Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show on VSIN and VSIN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you here in Las Vegas, Nevada. From Toronto, Canada, Jeff Feinberg will be our guest this week and will join us here momentarily. Wes, we are on to Minnesota. You and I and Matt Humans last year were all on Bryson DeChambeau and looked like we were headed for a playoff before Matthew Wolf dropped a 30-plus foot bomb on the 18th poll ended up winning the tournament in regulation his first pga tour victory and not that long after he had won the individual ncaa championship out of oklahoma state yeah and wolf uh really hasn't done anything since minneapolis last year he did kind of show out at detroit at the rocket mortgage a couple weeks ago uh bryson dechambeau i guess got his revenge on matt wolf uh defeating him and holding him off at the rocket mortgage classic but wolf is about 20 25 to 1 range kind of what i've seen him uh at this week uh and then looking at some of the favorites, uh, this might be a week where you could take a stand against most of the favorites, Brady. Uh, DJ, look, DJ uh, and Brooks Kepka can win any single week, but Brooks Kepka mentioned that his knee problem was coming back. I don't know if that's for real or if that's an excuse for uh, subpar play by his standards. But DJ shot what you mentioned on Twitter, the, uh, the double Jerry Rice, uh, 280s back to back to finish uh, 16 over. I think he was second to last in the field. I think he only beat one guy. That was David Lingmurth, who is a former Memorial champion in his own right. And then you look at Tommy Fleetwood coming back on tour. This is his first time, his first uh, real full tournament since the Honda Classic. Of course, the players being canceled. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood has been stateside, though, I believe, for at least over a week because last Monday he did shoot a 64 at Shinnecock Hills, uh, where he has the course record, and you recall where he was uh, second uh, to Brooks Kepka in the uh, U.S. Open uh, a few years ago. So, uh yeah, this is. I, I don't think that the favorites uh, exactly scare you necessarily this week. Any of them can win, and Paul Casey's included in that 20 to 25 to 1 range. Uh, but yeah, this is a tournament that just looks wide open where there's going to be a lot of birdies. Wind's supposed to blow on Thursday and uh, Friday. So maybe the winning scores in the high teens, like 18 or 19 under, but I think you're spot on. It's probably going to be around 20 under par. Similar conditions. You mentioned the wind, Wes. Similar conditions this week as we uh, stay in the Midwest for the fourth week in a row. Temperatures in the high 80s, low 90s, possible threat of thunder showers here and there. But the quality of the field, vastly different this week. We went from major championship-like field at the Memorial in Dublin, Ohio, to really one of the more watered-down fields we've seen all season this week in Minnesota. Yeah, only six of the top 30 uh, in the field this week. And with the WGC down in Memphis next week and then the PGA in a couple weeks, uh, this was kind of the sandwiched event, unfortunately, for the people in uh, the Twin Cities this week. And it's time to bring in our guest. 
It is the member guest segment here on Long Shots. We've had his partner on the show a couple of times, but now we get the better half, right, Jeff? He is uh, Jeff Feinberg, professional golf better, professional golf handicapper, and golf podcaster. You can follow him on Twitter at gfeinberg17. That's G-F-I-E-N-B-E-R-G-1-7. Jeff, great to have you on the program. And you're up there in the north, not too far from Minnesota and the 3M Open. This particular tour event, having been held only once before, how did you dive into the handicap this week with no real tournament history to go off of? Uh, yeah, that is always a factor because you like to see a baseline of what sort of players have won here before. Uh, people that do this often, it's not a surprise to see you know typical uh, skill, uh, skill sets translate, even if it is different players from year to year. And you like to see a winning score range that you know you like to to battle with. But I do believe the scores will certainly be low this week, and you need to. You need to be looking at players that enjoy a, a bit of a birdie party, and you know uh, at least have one real super low round in them this uh, this week. And uh, we also should congratulate Jeff. Uh, he was also on John Rom last week at the Memorial Tournament, so uh, a nice cast for both of us. But uh, Jeff, uh, obviously not as deep of the field this week. And looking at the top of the leaderboard, you got some really tepid favorites that. Uh, you might be able to make a case that you can stand against with DJ and Kepka, Tommy Fleetwood making his debut, Finau, a massive price cut from uh, where he was last week, and then Matt Wolf. Uh, this looks like a week where you can go down the board. What say you? Uh, yeah, I definitely do agree with that. The opportunities do feel like they come from down the board. Um, you could make a case, I could argue, I'm not betting it. You could argue Justin Johnson at 10 to one this week versus this field on this course uh, is much more value than having to bet him last week at 16 to one on that course uh, over at the Memorial. And I do believe he's more like the guy that wanted travelers than uh, back to back eighties, but yeah, you certainly uh, can look far down the board. Brooks kept as a guy I wouldn't touch with anyone else's money right now. If he won, it wouldn't surprise me. Fleetwood, you just want to see it once. I wouldn't be shocked if he wins. I actually think he could be really live in, in a couple of weeks at Harding Park. And see now, while it's incredibly tempting, and I'll, I'll tell you why quickly, he sort of unleashed that Bryson in him last week at Memorial. But if he tries to do it at a far less penal course, uh, I still think he can have excellent results. And the ugly numbers that really haunted him aren't there. That being said, he doesn't bring win equity to the table at all. And as we, as I've discussed with Pat on my podcast many times, you really get the feeling he is just as likely to win an event like last week at 60 to one, as opposed to these low end field events where he is in this price range. So you're better off, even myself, a female guy, just waiting out a little longer to catch the big number at the stronger field. Yeah, I agree with you, Jeff. I, I figured Finau was uh, a good candidate for a bounce back this week. Like you say, a less penal course, obviously a completely different field, but I, I certainly don't like the number of 13 to 1 we're seeing right now. Do you find uh, handicapping last week's field, a, a major championship level field, is more difficult, or do you think it is more of a challenge this week uh, where maybe it's more of a toss up? Uh... You know what? I would say big picture. These ones are probably harder. You do get the sense the winner can come from anywhere. Although we are in this range of, we got an outlier Bryson win a couple weeks ago and an outlier big Nick Taylor win at Pebble Beach. And outside of those, it's really been good golf. Uh, Bryson's obviously a good golfer, but that, that 20 to like 60 to one price range, just cashing consistently. Jeff, uh, uh, looking down the board, and maybe if you find found anybody in that 20 to 60 to 1 range, as you were saying, uh, anybody standing out to you this week in the Twin Cities? Yeah, I am. It's a, sometimes you got to plug your nose, but I'm going to back Paul Casey this week in that, uh, at least, you know, in, in, the, uh, in the Great White North, we're able to get him at 25 to 1. Uh, it's a ball strikers course. That is, that's a term that's thrown around all the time, guys. But literally last year's results, 
proved it. Both Colin Morikawa and the winner Matthew Wolf Morikawa second, even Bryson. They led the they led the field in in strokes gained, and they didn't even putt that well. I would expect that really to translate this week. Uh, Paul Casey, despite the eight on a par three last week, that sabotaged the weekend. No, I'm still I'm still here. Hello? Did we lose Jeff there? No. Hello? No, we still got it. Go ahead, Jeff. Wes, are you with me? Um, Yeah, no. Uh, Paul Casey, I just really like the pick this week. He it's a ball strikers course. In his first event back at the Travelers, he gained over five strokes with the Irons. Last week, despite the eight on the par three, he still gained three strokes with the Irons. I actually think it sets up perfectly uh, for Paul Casey to make a big charge. A little behind that, other fantastic ball strikers, Russell Henley, Eric Van Royen. Those would be the guys I, I would be looking at. Certainly both can go very low and have a history of doing so. Yeah, and Jeff, uh, I'm actually also on EVR this week, uh, and uh, I know your partner, Pat Mayo, is also on that. But to uh, kind of give you support for Paul Casey here, even though I didn't bet him, I was looking at the stats this week of the guys that were in the field. Paul Casey's second in the field. He's ninth overall on tour in strokes gained off the tee and first in the field in strokes gained approach, ninth overall on tour. So he was the one favorite that I felt that uh, – you know, maybe I could play if I decided to. I wish I had a little better price, but you're not going to get it in in this uh, weaker field. Uh, but uh, any maybe some longer bombs that maybe guys aren't talking about that you should consider? Because, look, Matt Wolf, I know he's more of a proven commodity now, but he's 125 to one to win this thing last year. So anybody around that range you might be looking at. Yeah, uh, just sort of peeking in around that 80, maybe closer to 100 range if you shop it. I'm a big fan of Bern Beesberger. Sorry, Bern Beesberger. Uh, the guy wins a ton on the European Tour, sort of like Eric Van Royen. They go to these European Tour events that are so- sort of set up at resort courses, like a lot of Corn Ferry events, and they seem to do very well. So I think their games will translate incredibly well here. So Bern Beesberger is one guy I like. Keith Mitchell's another guy gaining some steam this week. We know we got to trust that he, you know, can figure out the bent grass putting because all his success in his career, his big success has historically come on the Bermuda Greens. But everything this layout sort of represents uh, points to a guy like Keith Mitchell for me. And going, you know, even deeper down the board, a guy like Seamus Power, uh, he can make those birdies and bunches. Uh, very strong with the irons. He comes with some flaws. He is around the 200 to one area, but he is a guy with the skill set that I am looking at this week. Jeff Feinberg is our guest. You can follow him on Twitter at G Feinberg 17 F I E N B E R G one seven professional golf, better and handicapper. You can also find his podcast with a friend of the program, Pat Mayo, Jeff. Uh, I lost you guys there for a moment. And I don't know if you hit my question, but I wanted to find out maybe some of the guys that uh, you are committed to fading this week. Anybody that is absolutely not on your radar in Minnesota. You know, that's a real, uh, that's a real interesting one. I, I guess would say, you know, to be a bit bold, I don't know if it's bold, but I would have no problem picking on Brooks Kepka if I got a fair price versus Dustin Johnson, hypothetically near the top. Uh, going farther down the board, a guy that I might look to pick on, who I'm a big fan of, is Alex Norin. His game sort of sets up for the grinder type course, and this is going to be a birdie party, and he's not even striking his irons well. So I think he could be a guy at the moment who I do like to back at big numbers when I know the layouts can get tough because that's when he plays his best. Might be a guy I'm looking to go against. Jeff, just a couple weeks away from uh, traveling to San Francisco and going to Harding Park for the PGA Championship. And I know uh, you tipped your hand a little bit earlier with uh, Tommy Fleetwood might be a guy you're looking at. But uh, anybody else you've already got in pocket or anybody you're looking to target for the PGA here in a couple weeks? Yeah, I mean, me, uh, Pat and I did a preview show around Christmas. And on that day, uh, while recording, we bet both Sungjae Im and Victor Hovland in that 125 to 1 range. So those are the fun long shots that are certainly going to be shorter, are shorter. Now, obviously, it's a big ask, both of those young players, to win the majors. Uh, that's what is in 
my pocket, a beautiful course in Harding Park. Some remember it from the match play a couple of years ago that was the same weekend as Mayweather Pacquiao uh, in Vegas. Uh, I remember it because watching the undercard while some late-night matches were happening on the East Coast. Gary Woodland lost in the final to Rory McIlroy that year. Make of it what you will. Paul Casey played well. Jim Furyk. But like any major right now at the big boy golf course, you're going to have to be long accurate off the tee, uh, a fantastic ball striker, and maybe a bit of luck sack putting. I'm not really breaking any news with, with any of that. At the moment, guys, I, I just can't expect it to be fought between, not be fought between the super elites that are rising in the game at the moment, to be honest. Jeff, with the way Jack Nicholas set up the course last week for the Memorial, he had the thick rough. It really felt like a major championship. Did you take any way, uh, away anything from that? Do you feel that maybe that was a good little precursor to set up some thoughts about who might do well at Harding Park? Because, I mean, with the rough, the way, I mean, it could be a very, a very similar golf tournament. Yeah, no, absolutely. You never know. Like, I like to make these jokes what the marine layer might do to Bryson and his calculations, <laughs> but you're, absolute, you're, absolutely cor- you're absolutely correct because when breaking down Memorial, even the workday version of it, me and Pat were both like, you know, the Memorial, you almost take a yearly year in, year out, you almost attack the Memorial like it's a major. And it's a very, you sort of hyper-focus the card in a shorter range because history tells you, to do that. And well, we got, you know, Gary Woodland and Shane Lowry last year, just right now at the moment, I expect a leaderboard, a super elite, um, just like we saw John Rahm at Memorial rise, rise as Harding Park shows its teeth. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us here on long shots this week. We'll do it again down the road and uh, good luck at the three M open in Minnesota. Thanks guys. All the best. Thank you, Jeff. That is Jeff. That is Jeff Feinberg. You can follow him on Twitter at gfeinberg17. Does a nice podcast with a guy we've had on the show a couple times, Pat Mayo. And uh, Wes, yeah, you and Jeff both on the John Rom train last week. Yeah, you know, just saw a buy sign uh, in the final round at the workday. It was one over par going into Sunday. All of a sudden, he shoots a 64. He only gained like a half a stroke on the round. So that told you that the ball striking, the off the tee game is always good for John Rahm. It's just the uh, the uh, irons maybe aren't as all, always as sharp. And we saw him hit a couple uh, bad ones uh, on the uh, second nine on Sunday. But uh, fortunately, he was uh, ahead enough. But to... Uh, to Jeff's point, before we go to break, uh, look, I, I agreed. I thought his analysis was spot on on the PGA, and uh, he's gotten some of those guys at good prices like Victor Hovland or a Sun JM. Maybe this is their breakthrough here in a couple weeks. Jeff uh, came out last week and said John Rahm should not be 22 to one in any golf tournament, and that appears prophetic as he ascends to number one in the world. We'll come back and do our Tiger Tracker segment. See where the big cat's at this week when we return here on Long Shots, right on Decent and Decent.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. (laughs) 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Welcome back to Long Shots. Coming up in less than four weeks, it's the first ever VEASAN golf tournament. Our colleague Matt Humans has put this together, a two-person scramble event at Prim Valley Golf Club on Sunday, August 16th. It will be available to a limited number of VEASAN subscribers. And Wes, with two winners in the last three weeks, do you have an outright winner for the first annual VEASAN golf tournament in pocket already? I know bet against me, Brady, uh, for for sure, uh, uh, because uh, if if I even play, if I don't play, I'll be at the 19th hole anyway, uh, welcoming our listeners and our participants. But uh, I got a feeling uh, maybe there could be a decent price on our friend Nick Bogdanovich if he elects to play uh, the uh, director of trading at William Hill. Nick is a very good player, as you all know. Yeah, he certainly is. I've played with Nick a few times during the uh, quarantine. Uh, Guy shoots 80 on a regular basis. He'll certainly be a favorite if he is in the field. Let's get to the Tiger Tracker and see what the big cat is up to. Tiger Woods finished 40th at the Memorial in his first tour appearance since February, made the cut right on the number, shot a pair of 71s, a couple of 76s to finish six over par for the tournament. Wes, I'm wondering what your reaction was to Tiger's uh, first uh, appearance back in action on tour. You know, uh, I'm not going to give him too many demerits. I mean, I expected a little bit better just uh, off the fact that his course history is so impeccable at Muirfield Village. But uh, look, he mentioned after his his rounds uh, at the press conference on Sunday that he needs more reps. Now, the reporter, I forget who the reporter was in question, asked him more tournament reps, and he said, I need more reps. So he was a little coy about that, and uh, we know there's just one tournament before we get to Harding Park, and that's the uh, WGC FedEx St. Jude in Memphis. Obviously, a WGC is a prestigious event, but when you're in, in Tiger Woods' stead right now, he really is all about the majors, being that he's uh, in his 40s now and he's dealt with so many injuries. So this is, I mean, this is going to be it for him in terms of just focusing mainly on major championships. So I would be very surprised if we see him in Memphis next week. Uh, he just never likes to play the week before a major. He's a big believer in prepping uh, in private or with his team instead of playing a competitive tournament. Some other guys like Phil Mickelson, they like to always have the competition the week before the major. You know, nothing has been according to script in 2020, right? And uh, obviously the golf schedule is much different. And Tiger's only appeared one time since February. And you mentioned he needs more reps. Uh, I believe it was Amanda Balionis on CBS that asked him, you know, will we see you again soon? And he said, yes, he obviously wouldn't uh, be definitive about when that was going to be. But I don't know, maybe with everything that's been so crazy this year, if he needs more reps, I mean, personally, I would think he needs more tournament reps under his belt before the PGA, and maybe he shows up in Memphis. Yeah, I mean, it would certainly, I mean, look, this year in golf, as well as uh, all eras, areas of sport and society, it's kind of uh, broke the mold. So maybe this is the year with the schedule the way it is that he does play the week before because he he really never does and never has throughout his entire career he's always been choosy and picky with his events but uh look uh, what we saw of him in may when he played the match down in uh jupiter florida with peyton manning and against bill mickelson and tom brady he looked pretty good he looked in shape he looked very lean so he looked ready to go so that's why i thought maybe he was gonna finish a little better than he ended up finishing, making the cut on the number and then finishing in the back of the field. But uh, I, I don't think uh, uh, 
I'm not going to give him too many demerits off that performance. I know that there were some people that liked him last week, and he didn't sh- he didn't show out with a really high level finish. But uh, I think, look, I'm still kind of liking him more so for the U.S. Open than I am for the PGA, simply because we know that wing foot is going to be a bear of a course. We know the USGA's had extra time to doctor it up and uh, grow the rough a little bit. So. Look, Tiger at this stage of the career, he's the greatest grinder ever in the history of the game of golf. So I would like him a little more for the U.S. Open than I would in a couple weeks at the PGA. Well, it also makes sense, Wes, as he'll have more time to prepare theoretically for the U.S. Open. Uh, Again, I think per his schedule and what we've seen out of him, it seems that the PGA is uh, maybe a bit rushed uh, if you're going to think about backing Tiger in San Francisco. He's now 25-1 to to win the PGA Championship at the Westgate. Wes, uh, when we come back, I'll ask you if you think that number might drift up. Again, just one uh, tournament under his belt before they tee it up for the first major of the year. And we will talk major implications coming up next right here on Long Shots on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. that rates the highest in each factor is Bally High Golf Club, a tropical golf course paradise located on the Las Vegas Strip and in the shadows of some of the most famous hotels in the world. At Bally High, designed by award-winning architects Brian Schmidt and Lee Curley, you will find hundreds of mature palm trees, lagoon-like water features, beautiful bunkering, and a stunning clubhouse home to Sealy Restaurant and an indoor-outdoor patio experience and event space. The course offers Bluetooth technology, caddies upon request, Jello shots, model-like beverage cart staff, VIP service from curb to course and back again, high-quality food and beverage, and a par-3 challenge where you can double your money with one swing. The stunning Valley High Golf Club, located in the heart of the Las Vegas Strip, golf jackpot, and there are money reasons why. Play today. Learn more about the Valley High experience or reserve your tee time. Call 888-AI-GOLFCLUB.COM. And it is indeed our major implications segment. And Wes, I am starting to get a, a major buzz. We get an appetizer next week with the WGC event, the FedEx St. Jude in Memphis. And then it is off to Harding Park. John Rahm has now, since the win, been dropped to 12 or 14 to 1 in all three of the majors uh, as far as the future outright board. Uh, I know you like him for the Masters. Would you consider him for the PGA as well now, just a couple weeks away? Yeah, I mean, uh, you certainly would have to. He's now the number one in the world. Uh, but uh, uh, I do like him for the Masters. He was my uh, my pick earlier in the year, and I'm going to stick with him. Uh, the guy that I really am looking for a buy sign that I saw at the Memorial, though, and he wasn't a contender, he ended up finishing T13, was Xander Schauffele. And uh, he was eight over for 13 holes on Thursday at the Memorial up only finishing uh, one over par for the tournament, tied for 13th. So that showed you that he fought back. He shot 70 on Sunday uh, in very tough conditions. So I mentioned it, uh, and I already have him at 25 to 1. I mentioned this is a guy you're going to probably want on your card in a couple weeks. Well, yeah, and Matt Eumanns has done just exactly that. He has added Xander Schauffele at 25-1 to 1 to win the PGA. He came up just a stroke short for me, cashing a top-10 finish at the Memorial. Uh, so Eumanns taking your advice there, and I can't disagree with you at all, and I think it is a good sign to see the way he fought back under very difficult conditions there at the Memorial, and Harding Park should suit his game. I'll give you a guy that I added off of what I saw at the Memorial, and this is a guy that I had in mind uh, long before the memorial with uh, how he had finished there in the past and also his success down the road at Pebble Beach, and that's Gary Woodland. I grabbed him at 50-1. to Your thoughts on Woodland for the PGA? 
Yeah, I, I went back for seconds last week at the Memorial and uh, fell apart a little on the weekend, was right there uh, in the top five at the workday. Uh, look, last time they were in the Bay Area for a major, he won at Pebble Beach. So uh, ball striking is still superb from Gary Woodland. It's still uh, a top 10 guy when you look at greens and regulation, when you look at strokes gained approach all the various ball striking statistics. So I can't make an argument with that. That might be a middle price guy I look at. The only guy I added this week that I didn't already have, I did take Danny Willett at 125 to one. There's some places where you can find him at 100 to one as well. He had a horrible round on Sunday, but he was right there just uh, up in the, like the third to last group on, on Sunday at the Memorial. And he finished fourth at Detroit a couple weeks before. So he's putting together back-to-back -back fairly solid outings. So uh, Willett is a guy I like. And I think if the wind blows in San Francisco, which it can often do in the Barry area, even in the summertime, I could certainly see him uh, showing up on that first page come Sunday. Yeah, you're right. He's really starting to round into form. And I thought it was a good call by you at the Memorial because he has the win at Augusta in the Masters. And we know that correlation between the, Mor uh, the Memorial and the Masters. And Willett, he also kind of seems like a U.S. Open player, you know, hits it mm -hmm. straight iron play. And that led to a lot of success at the Memorial. So it makes sense uh, transitioning to the PGA, which we expect to play a lot like a U.S. Open with the thick rough, the narrow fairways. Diving deeper into my research of Harding Park, I've just started to do so recently. It looks like we may have a very U.S. Open-like test. And the course was designed by the same guy that designed Olympic Club just down the road, which has hosted a number of U.S. Opens. So uh, could be a little, you know, typically the PGA is a little bit more lenient on the players than a U.S. Open, but we may be in for a real stiff test this year in San Francisco. Yeah, I think so. And you mentioned the Olympic Club, of course, uh, who Matt Eumanns, one of his plays already is Webb Simpson, who won the uh, yeah. United States Open at the Olympic Club. So uh, certainly a correlation there. And then looking back at, at Harding Park for where the, the match play was several years ago, Rory McIlroy, if I could get him in the high teens, if he could drift up a little bit, I'd certainly be interested. And then I'm already in on Paul Casey, unfortunately, at a worse price. I was going to ask you in the last segment if you expect Tiger's number to drift up possibly because he's only had the one tournament under his belt prior to the first major of the year. He's at 25 to one right now at Westgate. Do you think we'd see a 30? You know, Brady, I don't know because uh, we talked about this a little bit last week. There is more tax in the line for the majors for Tiger. And I still think a major championship handle is going to be more than your average uh, tournament. So bookmakers know that they're going to get Tiger bets at pretty much every single major, especially the Masters, but really all of the majors. So I don't expect it's going to drift much higher because they're going to get enough tickets on it. Speaking of tickets, we'll go for our, our plays for the 3M Open in Minnesota when we come back on Match Play right here on Decent and Decent.com, the sports betting network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you. This is the time of the program where we go over our plays for this week's tournament. That is the 3M Open in Blaine, Minnesota. We first go to our silent partner, Matt Humans, and his plays for the week. He's got some futures. No, no head-to-head matchups this week for Humans. Uh, just uh, outright winners. And he went with Tony Finau. We spoke about this earlier. I think it might be a good time to back Tony Finau and bounce back after the uh, horrible weekend that he suffered at Memorial. Paul Casey, a guy that Jeff Feinberg talked about. Troy Merritt, Sam Burns, and Jonathan Vegas was a guy I took a hard look at as well. What about Finau and Casey West, in your opinion, you know, I, I spoke with Feinberg in our member guest segment there. I, I really thought it would be a good spot for Finau, but, you know, 13, 14 to one, kind of a tough number. Yeah, the price uh, got away from me there a little bit, uh, considering he was uh, as high as about 70 plus to one last week, and now he's 14 to one. I think he, if, when he's going to finally get that breakthrough win, and I think it's going to happen at some point. It's going to be at a little bit of a bigger, more medium-sized price. But uh, what what Matt has Paul Casey, and I think Jeff Feinberg liked him as well. And look, statistically, of the shorter-priced guys, like the top five, top six prices in the field, he absolutely matches up. He's, uh, I think he was the uh, second best in terms of uh, strokes gained tee to green. Uh, or strokes gained off the tee, rather, uh, behind Jonathan Vegas, who I'll talk about in a minute. And uh, also in uh, strokes gained approach, uh, he ranks uh, the best in this week's field and ninth overall on the PGA Tour. So, Casey, I could certainly sponsor. I almost took that. But uh, Matt and I did match up on a couple of plays, so I'll go ahead and mention them now. And that was uh, Troy Merritt and uh, Jonathan Vegas uh, that I got kind of in the 80s. He's now in about the 65 to 70 to one range right now. Look, uh, Johnny Vegas off tee is absolutely uh, one of the better guys on tour. And if his putter gets hot, look out. He can attack these short bar fours with wedges, make a lot of birdies. Uh, also, Troy Merritt is a little bit of a local angle and one that I played when we get to my place, but I'll start with Merritt for Born in Iowa, but he grew up in Spring Lake Park, Minnesota, which is just six minutes from Blaine, Minnesota, which is where the TPC Twin Cities is going to be played, suburb of uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Also started his career in the state of Minnesota at Winona State. He was uh, tied for seventh here last year, tied for eighth three weeks ago at the Rocket Mortgage classic he's not a real bomber but he's a relatively straight hitter and he's a guy that goes well in kind of these big time birdie uh, type places yeah you're absolutely right Wes uh, about the local connection for Troy Merritt and also spot on in your analysis with Jonathan Vegas I, I looked at that guy as well uh, you know he's long off the tee I, I think distance is a factor this week he's sixth on tour in strokes gained off the tee and uh, it was the putter that really kind of held me back from him now I don't know how important putting is going to be at this tournament and, and that's kind of a weird way to say it. It's just not a statistic that I think I'm going to dive head first into for this tournament. Putting is always important. You're going to have to make a lot of birdies this week, um, but you're right. If Vegas gets hot with the putter, he could certainly be a factor here. Now, you took another local angle uh, with a guy that went to University of Minnesota, the gopher, Eric Van Royen. 
Yes, I wear my uh, maroon shirt for uh, the Minnesota <laughs> Golden Gophers this week as a tell. Uh, yeah, EVR played at University of Minnesota. He's uh, trying to get his PGA Tour card for next season on uh, the non-member points. Tied for 22nd last week at the Memorial. But if you look closely at the strokes gain stats, he was second in strokes gained approach behind Ryan Palmer, who finished second in the tournament. And he was fifth in strokes gained tee to green. His, his trouble was with the putter. He lost, I believe, uh, a little over three strokes uh, for the entire tournament when you uh, add all four rounds together. Had he not done that, he would have been in the top ten in the field. So EVR is a guy like uh, Will Gordon is a name that uh, kind of came onto the scene a few weeks ago. was always a, a good amateur player and a good college player at Vanderbilt. But uh, he was tied for third at the Travelers about a month ago. He led the field with 27 birdies. And that tie for third finish gave him unlimited sponsor exemptions for the rest of the season as he tries to accumulate points for the full PGA Tour card. Uh, uh, top 10 this week and uh, strokes gained off the tee coming in uh, in terms of his season average. Uh, after he had that great uh, outing at the Travelers, he missed the cut the next week in Detroit. So he couldn't really handle prosperity because he's so new to the PGA Tour. But now that he's had a couple weeks off, I think he's going to go uh, a lot better here. And then uh, we talked about uh, uh, Matthew Wolf at Oklahoma State. I think you mentioned that earlier in the program teammates also with Victor Hovland. Uh, the third of that trio is a guy by the name of Christopher Ventura, uh, who was born in Mexico but raised in Norway. He was on that 2018 Oklahoma State NCAA championship squad. Started the year rough on the PGA Tour, missed uh, four straight cuts, went back down to the Corn Ferry Tour, and has played pretty solid. He's got two top tens in the, in the last month uh, at Sawgrass and at TP San Antonio. So TPC San Antonio. So these are both TPC courses like this week where you got to make a lot of birdies. So I think he could go well here. And then he was also a respectable top top 21 at the uh, Rocket Mortgage Classic. Uh, he's got a lot of pedigree and a lot of potential. I think this guy could uh, make a little bit of a run at a big number. Wouldn't that be something if we had two straight uh, Oklahoma State winners at the same tournament, Matthew Wolf in 2019 and uh, Christopher Ventura uh, in just the second year of existence for the 3M Open? Uh, I did not make him a future play, but I did take uh, Keith Mitchell. You've got him there at 95 to 1. I didn't take him in the outright market, but I did take him for a top 20 finish. Uh, we know the guy is a great ball striker. That's where he really makes his hay. And he finished. He followed up with a nice uh, finish last week at the Memorial. It's really been one of the best weeks on tour he's had all season. And, and I think when this guy's in form, he, he is certainly worth a look. Talk to me a little bit about Keith Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell is a guy that I had a, a couple years ago, I believe, at the, uh, it wasn't the Balfe Bar, the, it was Honda. the uh, Honda Classic, rather. And a guy that played uh, uh, very well in wind, uh, the wind is expected to blow harder, mainly Friday and Saturday for the second and third round. So uh, and then be a little bit more benign on uh, Sunday for the final round. But he's played well in windy tournaments. He was second a couple years ago at the uh, Corrales Championship. That was in the Dominican Republic, uh, where the wind was really blowing hard this week, that week. And uh, also plays well at Bay Hill. Looked at the last two years. Bay Hill, of course, is an Arnold Palmer design, much like the TPC Twin Cities is this week. And he was second and fifth the last two years at Bay Hill. So uh, big number on uh, Keith Mitchell and uh, a solid tee for 20, 22nd last week. He also was uh, third in the field for greens and regulation. So if he hits greens, he's going to get a lot of birdie opportunities here take a look at some of my plays now as far as my shorter shot like like the rest of us Wes I took a few bombs this week and we talked about it with our guest Jeff Feinberg I, I think you can go down the board and get some value uh, on some guys that uh, figure to have a better chance than their number would indicate uh, but as far as my shortest shot I went with Harris English uh, this guy's really having a good season he was ninth at Bay Hill this year uh, the last tournament before uh, the shutdown of course an Arnold Palmer design uh, uh, 17th at the Heritage and then took 13th last week at the Memorial. He's got all the stats to back it up, and he's a pretty darn good putter, too. Uh, curious as to why maybe you stayed away from Harris English. 
You know, and, and I've played him a couple times this year, and uh, I really like him as a player. He's been in good form. He's kind of refinding his game. Uh, uh, I guess uh, maybe the price kept me off this week, but he's a guy that's got that's usually got a very good approach game. He's a uh, top ten in the field at least for this week going in, and strokes gained off the tee. So uh, look, uh, he, he he's a player I like, and as a player I've been on, I stayed away this week. But uh, I don't disagree with your pick on English at all. One guy uh, I like in it seems he seems to do his best in the middle of summer when it's hot and humid and he flourishes in a birdie fest. Now, he had to withdraw last week from the memorial, uh, cited an ankle problem. Funny, that was after he shot about 80 something mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, Danny Lee, uh, the guy seems to WD from more tournaments than anybody else on tour. But I think this is the type of tournament where Danny Lee is uh, a guy that's going to be, you know, on the first or second page of the leaderboard and 195 to one maybe that's reactionary because of the withdrawal last week i don't know but uh that number seemed awful big to me on a pretty quality player yeah absolutely uh and uh danny lee is a guy that goes well when the scores are low he's been very successful at greenbrier in uh, dallas at the byron nelson so usually when the scores are very low when you're having to shoot in the high teens or in the 20 under bar range this is a guy that can make a lot of birdies so uh yeah we both had our fair share of bombs this week uh my bomb was Derek ernst who uh won uh, in 2013 at the wells fargo championship kind of lost his game He's had three uh, straight top 12 finishes on the Corn Ferry Tour. 12-10-5 is his form, so 300-1, to there are worse longer shots. We are laden with UNLV running Rebels, Wes. Derek Mm -hmm. Ernst, Mm -hmm. I have Ryan Moore, and I also have Charlie Hoffman. Uh, Hoffman, as far as course correlations, has won at TPC Boston for the Dell Technologies, another Arnold Palmer design, and uh, finished well at Bay Hill again before the shutdown. So it's Rebel Week here on Long Shots. Absolutely. Uh, It'd be nice to get a local connection home. And uh, when I do research for these tournaments, Brady, and I'm shocked at how many guys have come out of this UNLV golf program. Absolutely. And another local angle there with Aaron Wise, who resides in Las Vegas. So we'll see if we can get a rebel home this week, Wes. Uh, Any last thoughts on the 3M Open before we close up shop here? Yeah, I'm hopeful uh, we're going to see some bombs this week. I just didn't think the favorites uh, were somebody that you wanted to back too much. So I think we're going to see a longer odd guy hit this week. Well, thanks to Jeff Feinberg for joining us. Thanks to Wes Reynolds, Nick Henyon, Triv McKenzie, Karina Howe, and Rob Moreno on the production side. Next week, it's down to Memphis for the WGC FedEx St. Jude, and we'll bring in Will Gray from the Golf Channel to join us and break it down right here on Long Shots. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.